From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb. And I'm Hilary Emmer. We can't wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Today we have with us one of our favorite sponsors, the Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions. Um, and I have with me a whole slew of people here today. Um, and Jeff Tooley. Is it Tooley or Tolly? Tolly. Tolly. I never pronounce things right in the first try. That's humanity. I love it. Okay. Um, so I got here with Jeff Tolly and all of his colleagues. So Jeff, let, let's introduce all your colleagues and let us know about Rocky Mountain University of Health Profession. How do you shorten that? How do you guys shorten that? You can just say Rocky Mountain University or RNU. Either way, yeah. yeah, we know it's a long name. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's like it's like in the Avengers when they're like, "We're the statistic homeland, something, something, something." I'm like, "Shield, cool." Anyway, um, all right. So yeah, tell us about who who do we got on here with the call with us? What's your university? Give me the deets. Cool. Thanks, Nathan. So uh, my name is Jeff Tolley. I'm the associate director of recruitment here at Rocky Mountain University. Um, we today we have our counseling program here with us. So I'm going to kind of introduce who they are. Uh, we have our program director, uh, Dr. Burl Pope, and Hello. then we have a lot of yeah. Say hi. Hi. Um, we have a lot of other uh, faculty with us here as well. So we got um, Kevin Knudsen, Ken Roach, Crystal James. We got that K name thing going on. So everybody, say hi real quick. Hello. Hello. It's a party, guys. So it is a party. So we got Verl here. He is the director of the counseling program at RMU. What is RMU first? Why should school counselors at a high school, middle school, elementary school? Why should why why should we care about RMU? Like, what is it for? What what do y'all do? Well, Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions is a is a great university focused on graduate level instruction um, for a variety of, of professions related to healthcare. For example, we have occupational therapists and physical therapists and nurses. And one of the one of our newest programs is is the counseling program. We've been we've been with Rocky Mountain for the last two years. Um, and have designed, uh, from our perspective, an excellent counseling program um, to, to train future counselors. We do have, oh, I'm sorry, Nathan, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. So when you say counselors, do you mean like school counselors, mental health counselors? What type of counselors are you guys talking about? Exactly. Actually, we have five different counseling programs uh, at Rocky Mountain University. School counseling being one of our larger ones, mental health counseling also being one of our larger ones. Um, and we also have addictions counseling, um, couples, marriage couples and family counseling, um, and clinical rehabilitation counseling. So we have five different um, master's degrees in, in, in counseling. So um, you're with, saying that your university that is aligned for health professions also has a school counseling degree. Exactly. Because <laughs> oh. school counseling is a is is one of the primary um the interface that many students have um with their their mental health yeah yeah so i'm a high school counselor um in Tooele county school district and let me tell you yes we do deal with mental health on a daily basis so i'm glad that a health-centered university has a school counseling program 
um, because school counselors are in the trenches and we are the band-aid until we can get them to the EMTs, sometimes quite literally. Um, so we got other people here with us today. Um, I'm going to eeny, meeny, miny, Crystal James. Whoa. <laughs> Hi. Like, Don't pick me. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is your role here on the counseling program with this awesome university? Oh, thanks. So I am um, a full-time um, instructor at Rocky Mountain University, and then I'm also the director of our clinic. We've got a small clinic where we're providing the majority of the services that we're currently providing in the community are telehealth services, but um, I get to be the director. That's dope. So how does, how does this university differ from some of our typical universities that might offer counseling programs like Utah State and U of U and BYU and all those U's and O's and B's and whatever. Like, how does this, how does this university differ from those ones that might attract someone else to come um, that might, you know, might not be fit per se for those other universities? Yeah. Is it still my turn or did you want yes, me? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, Go okay. for it, Crystal. <laughs> um, well, I think that one of the things that makes our university unique is that we have a hybrid approach to counseling services. And so it is still designed for the working adult, um, the working professional who wants to um, pursue higher education and get their degree. Um, so we cater to that, to that market. Um, but then we also have the hybrid approach, which allows people to come for um, in-person sessions three times throughout their program where we really get to know them. We follow a cohort model, um, but then there, uh, there is still, instead of just a traditional cohort model um, that eliminates any ability for the, the student to be able to pick and choose some of the courses that they're interested in, our university does, has a spin on that as well. So students can choose the direction that they want to go pick some electives. And so it's, it's, it's a good program. <laughs> dang, dang. So they kind of get to choose what they want to do with their education versus here's the blueprint of what your degree is going to be. And you're just going to have to do it. And they actually get a little bit of autonomy in their choices as they're going down certificate, certificate of completion road. Hmm. Yes, that's correct. That is dope. Um, so we also, I say dope and awesome and little kid words a lot because I'm a child and it's great. Um, I'm actually do feel like a child sometimes I'm like 27 and I'm interviewing all these people that are well into their careers. And I'm like, man, this is so cool because you guys know your crap and it's fun. Um, we also have on here, Ken Roach, um, Ken, I love your last name so much, by the way. So do I. Thank you. <laughs> Second up, explain to us what you do here at the university. Uh, yes, uh, because there are at least four or five easy jokes that come from my last name, <laughs> and I have heard them all. Uh, I am director of professional development uh, in the program and very excited about uh, that role. Go in depth about that role. Like what, what, what goes on with your role? What do you do over there? I was afraid you'd ask that. So uh, <laughs> I am responsible for uh, uh, providing continuing education opportunities, watching out for training opportunities for students, for faculty, uh, and uh, presenting a professional development workshop once a month throughout the year, a free workshop for students, for professionals in the community, and so on. Dang. 
So what would you think the most underrated aspect of Rocky Mountain University is that most people typically don't know about that they should know about? Hmm. I'm afraid Dr. James stole all the good ideas. I really think that Dang our it, model, <laughs> I think our model is excellent. Maybe I will add just one piece to that. And I would say that students are uh, on, students have the opportunity to master much of the material during the week uh, at their own, own pace, on their own schedule. And then the purpose of class is to meet, to, uh, to integrate the material, make sense of it, add to it. Uh, and I think that that model works extremely well for students. The class discussion still takes place, but students have already become informed about the material when we're meeting. And so the discussions have a richness about them that I think we might not get in another model. Okay. I, I, I would agree with that. Um, so we also have here, Kevin, is it Knutson? Knutson, like Knife, Kano, yes. Oh, man, I, I actually said that one right. So I'm, I'm, I'm relatively happy with myself. Uh, so, Kevin, explain to us what you, what's, your, what's your role on this team. So as well as teaching some of the courses, I help I, I integrate with the students um, quite a bit at the end of the program because I'm responsible for helping get them placements for their practicum and internship sites. So I'm out in the community going and visiting schools, um, setting up um, internship programs, talking with the students and trying to get them to a place where they can actually apply the knowledge that we've been teaching them. So, I mean, since you're right there talking with the people who are hiring your students, mm -hmm. how, how, how good of a placement rate do you guys have with your interns, with the people who are out there looking for jobs? Um, how easy is it for you to help them find that place for them to get that practicum or that intern or that potential future job? Because a lot of interns, they stay on at their position and continue to work there afterwards because they do a good job because they came from a great place. Those are very true statements. They do a good job because they come from a great place. And actually, I get referrals from other places who have heard about some of our students. Um, right now, our placement rate is 100%. Oh. Um, one, we're a relatively new program. Two, there's a huge shortage of school counselors in the state of Utah. Wait, what? And, JK. I know, I know, I know. Shocker, right? <laughs> yeah, huge shortage. So I'm glad that there's more and more programs evolving. And I love when I hear the 100% rate because also no pressure, right? You don't want to be that person. It's like, oh, crap. Wait a minute. Nope, nope, right. nope. Got to make it. Yeah. Um, dang, that is so cool. Um, on average, how big of cohorts do you guys have every year of people who get placed into specifically the school counseling cohorts? I'm curious. Right now, well, so one of the other strengths of our program is that we give them, we mix our mental health counselors and our school counselors in the same class Ooh. so that our school counselors are getting a heavy dose of mental health counseling as well. That's really so cool. That's that needed. Is really cool. And, and, and it's huge needed because as you know, working in a school, Yes, you're triage and you're the band-aid, so to say, yeah, but yeah. we give you a little bit more depth on, we give our students a little bit more depth on what to do with that band-aid and when to refer and what to do and how to do it. And so that's one of the huge strengths. So our cohorts, to answer your question, are roughly 15-ish. We like to have them smaller so that we can, we can work with them and give them a, a, a really rich experience. Um, and, but some of those are mental health and some of those are school. 
I really like that though. So I graduated from Utah State University's master's program, loved it, but my cohort was like close to 40 people. And mm-hmm. so having a smaller cohort, I mean, I mean, like any other high school or alternative place where that offers smaller class sizes, you get a lot more one-on-one attention where you can learn and have more in-depth conversations. And so if you are not wanting your typical, my class is huge and I don't mind, don't know my instructors or my teachers very well. I feel like Rocky Mountain University would be fantastic. So you could have that more intimate relationship with your cohort mates, with your teachers, with your instructors. So you can have a more immersive experience. And Nathan, the other cool thing is there's three start dates every year. So we have, you know, three opportunities to start the program um, and not having to do every other year or, you know, once a year kind of thing. We have three times winter, summer, fall, that you can kind of start our, our class. And once you start the program, about how long is it from start to completion? Jeff? So uh, it is actually just over a two-year program. Um, it's, I, I said that right? That's correct. For a, for a, <laughs> He's like, guys, audit me, please. <laughs> Someone help. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for our master's program, um, the expectation is that people will take uh, basically nine credits a semester over the course of seven, semester and, uh, seven semesters. And that gives them the, the 60 credits that they need to go ahead and graduate from the program. And so does that include summer semesters as well, I'm assuming? That does. That does. Dang. One of the nice things is we we do our best to accept qualified individuals. Um, If you're not qualified, well, we won't accept you into the program. However, if you you are qualified and you pass the the various different um, interviews that we we require, um, we will uh, will accept you into the program. And we do try to keep um, our, our cohorts down to that 15 to to 16, 17, sort of um, big enough that you can get a good argument going, but small enough that everyone gets to express their opinion. And that's that's what's most important to us. If we have more qualified students than that, um, we we split the cohorts. So we, um, for example, this summer, I think we're looking at a little bit better than 30 students starting, but we're putting those into two different cohorts of, of 15 to 16 students each. So what is your acceptance rate into your master's programs? Like, do you have a lot of people applying people? I guess that what I'm meaning to ask, what, 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 what qualifies an individual? Like, what are your qualifications to participate in some of the, in specifically the school counseling master's program? Well, we want someone who has a, has a foundation in understanding, well, especially on the school side, understanding psychological principles, research principles, and, um, and education principles. So um, somebody who has a bachelor's degree in teacher education or psychology or research or English um, would, be, um, would be qualified. We do want people to, be, um, to demonstrate a level of, of success. So we're looking at a good GPA, and we're also looking at um, if there's any struggles with their GPA, that we have some testing scores to verify that they're going to be able to handle the workload that we provide. Um, most of our students say that our workload isn't horrible, that is manageable, but at the same time, um, they say school it's- School is school. <laughs> school is school, exactly. Um, yeah. And that's what we want. Gotcha. And so with those standardized tests, I'm assuming you guys accept like GRE, MAT, stuff like that. That's right. We accept the, um, the Miller's analogy um, or the, the graduate records exam. I am a fan of Miller's because so I am actually a reject of a school psych program because I took the GRE and that sucker, sucker kicked my butt. 
because I ain't using calculus when I'm a school counselor. Um, and then I took the Millers. I'm like, oh, I can do, I can do comparisons all day. Oh man. So I was very thankful that they accepted the MAT as well as the GRE because I ain't using calculus every day, guys. This is ridiculous. Um, so once people get in and this, you said it's a little under like two, two and a half years, seven semesters, seven semesters, seven semesters. And then after that seven semesters, does that include their internship or is their internship the final, like the final thing where they're not in class, but their internship is their class that they go to school and everything for? No, actually the last year of that, the first four semesters, we believe is preparing them for their practicum and internship. Um, And the last three semesters includes that, that field-based experience. um, So at the end of seven semesters, they will be a completely fully licensed school counselor. Um, That is the, that is the plan. Yes. Okay, guys. So you heard it here first. If you're not wanting to go nine semesters at one of these other universities, I don't know if it was nine semesters. It was three full years um, that a lot of these other universities do. I did three full years. Um, The last years, usually they do two years of instruction. And then the last year is your internship um, or half year, however fast you get your 600 hours or whatever. Um, and so that's really cool that you guys can be start to completion in two years. Yes, Jeff. And Nathan, something I want to add on, I know that, you know, there's probably a lot of already licensed counselors listening in on this podcast. And so I wanted to kind of point out our certificate options. Will one of you guys speak to, to those, you know, maybe if there's people out there that already have their masters of counseling, what's something that they can do? Well, I heard you guys talking about like addiction counseling. Um, do you guys have like no jokes? The, um, uh, no. not no jokes, not yet. No, I'm just kidding. I, I only knew about no jokes because I used to live in Cache County and I worked for a mental health facility and some of these kids had to have a no jokes counselor. So I, I, that's most people don't even know what I said. And we're just gonna leave it at that. Um, no, no jokes training is a very specific um, training that that is out of the scope of what we do. That's like a degree, guys. No jokes is no jokes is no joke. It's um, a lot of work. So, what are the other additional certificates people that already have their masters can tack on, um, so they can still take advantage of you guys? Well, if I can back up just real quickly, you said we can get through a master's degree in seven semesters, and that's exactly right. For those individuals who want to specialize in school counseling or mental health counseling or marriage, couples, and family counseling, they can do one of those master's degrees in seven semesters. We have a significant number of our students that say, hey, I want to get a master's degree in school counseling and mental health counseling. So we have our our dual master's or our double master's degree. You can do um, a double master's degree in nine semesters. So you can get a master's degree in school counseling and in mental health counseling and really focus on school-based mental health, which we think is an an excellent opportunity. You also can mix and match of our five different master's degrees to put those uh, those together depending upon the way you want. However, (laughs) when when somebody, for for example, has a master's degree already in school counseling, um, even if you came from Utah State, which which is a great school, we can help you get a, um, a certificate in mental health counseling that you can apply towards licensure as a mental health counselor. Or if you happen to be a mental health counselor and want to work within the school, we can help you get a certificate that will you can apply those that additional training that you need to become a school counselor. So, and if you want to 
focus on addictions or clinical rehabilitation or couples, marriage and family, we can help you out with that too. Woof. So guys, there is a lot that you guys can take advantage of here at Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions. Um, so if you have any questions, um, you can go ahead and contact Rocky Mountain University, Jeff, or any of these fine individuals at whatever link they tell me to in the podcast description. Um, and that's how, I mean, you can just go to their website. A, it's pretty easy. Um, Google it. Um, the website also is going to be in the, in the description. But check them out. These guys are wonderful. Um, thank you so much, Jeff and Vern. Hey, I had one. Can yes, I just add Ken. one? Go, Ken. 15 seconds. Also, I'd like to point out that Utah more and more, little by little, is beginning to reflect the rich diversity that we have in the rest of the country. And both the university and our program have made a really solid commitment to train counselors who are qualified to work with a diverse, a diverse student body. That's wonderful because we need it more and more every single day. Thank you guys so much for being on the call with me, Jeff and Verl and all the K's, Ken, Kevin, Crystal, and anyone else that might be listening today. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselor Association. USCA members also receive bi-monthly newsletters to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at UT School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselor Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go. Let's go.